0: Charming one minute, homicidal the next. We are the Spy-Fi Guys, and this is Night and Day. Welcome to the Spy-Fi Guys, where we cover spy facts, spy fiction, and everything in between. I'm Christian. And I'm Zach. Welcome back. Yeah, so today we're covering the 2010 tom cruise movie night and day also starring cameron diaz yeah
1: i remember seeing previews for this movie and all i remember was the part where they're on the motorcycle and he's driving and she's shooting it's the only (laughs) thing i remembered i must say i appreciate you bringing us our first horror movie
0: horror movie
1: yeah the first half of this movie is a horror movie (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you mean and, from June's perspective?
1: Yeah, and you know how, uh, like, on the internet, they on YouTube, they have, like, movies that are not horror movies, and they edit the trailer to make it seem like a horror movie? hmm This is, like, perfect for that. All you need is some <laughs> scary music, and you're good to go.
0: Right, and just, you know, frame all those times that we, th- Tom Cruise being charming as, you know, being homicidal. <laughs> right.
1: Being Patrick Bateman-like. I'm sure you yeah. know that story, right? I do, yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, this movie also stars Cameron Diaz, I may have mentioned that already, mm-hmm. as well as some other guest stars who we'll get to as we get in there, and yeah. it is very much spy fiction.
0: Oh yes, definitely. But did you see who was directed by? I did not. James Mangold, who directed Logan.
1: Wow, that is quite the <laughs> contrast.
0: Um, it is one of his earlier movies, I believe, yeah.
1: hmm And... Yeah, it's different both in terms of tone and in terms of quality.
0: Oh, <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> we, you, we'll get into it.
1: I'm sure we will. So would you like to do our uh, description before we get started?
0: Yeah, so here's the synopsis from IMDb. A young woman gets mixed up with a disgraced spy who is trying to clear his name. And I mean, I guess that 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 is pretty much what it boils down to.
1: That's right. And once this is another movie that has a thing where a spy means a secret agent, which means like a (laughs) superhero, effectively. But there's a quote that I don't remember where it's from. It's probably from some article. But it made the observation, which you may choose to disagree with if you want, that video games turned James Bond from a suave super spy into a gun-totting commando.
0: I... Well, and I mean, we can get into this when we watch any other Bond movies, but I disagree.
1: Okay, but this movie was all about the guns, very little spying. (laughs) I mean,
0: okay, fair enough.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's not really a criticism. It's just an observation that when people, a lot of these spy movies that we've done in the past, and I'm sure that we'll do in the future, are more like action movies that occasionally have like a plot twist.
0: Fair, fair. All right, so we start the movie off, and we start with June, who's in a scrap yard in Wichita, and she's, you know, going through all this different scrap, and you see this scrap um, scrapyard guy saying, you know, I want to leave, and she's like, all right, I'm done, I just got my thing, and then we go to Roy, and he's in the airport, and, you know, he's, you see him, he's, he, so he, here's some spy things, he's surveilling the area, he's mm-hmm. looking for possible targets, and I enjoy that he's, like, playing that uh, arcade game and is terrible at it.
1: Yeah, that's pretty funny, considering that, you know, he shoots people for a living. Yeah. And this is, like, a classic romantic comedy thing, where it, like, starts with the two characters separate and then gradually brings them together.
0: Yeah. So he's, you know, going around one of the gift shops. He sees, like, this little night figurine, and he picks it up, and... I assume he pays for it. We don't really see it, but he, it looks like he just steals it, actually.
1: <laughs> we wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't be the first law that he breaks through the course of the movie.
0: But yeah, so he, uh, Roy spots June. So Roy Roy is played, I do not really say, Roy is played by Tom Cruise, and June is played mm-hmm. by Cameron Diaz.
1: Which, for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, Christian loves Tom Cruise. We'll I, see um, anything with him in it.
0: You're not wrong. <laughs> I, I think there's only... Four or five of his films that I've not seen, and that's like some of his early stuff where he's only does bit parts.
1: Yeah, probably. I wouldn't really call that a Tom Cruise movie in that case, yeah. but it's something to be ashamed of. Be happy that you know there's things oh, you I love. Am,
0: I am totally unashamed and admit admit that I'm a total Tom Cruise fanboy. But right. I will say, I mean, Tom Cruise is the reason I like spies because of that first Mission Impossible movie.
1: All right, there you go.
0: Anyway, so Roy spots June, and you know, realizes and yeah, you know, she's there. She's not paying kind of attention to what's going on. And she's like, he's like, and he figures that she'd be a good target, so he arranges it so that Bo- June bumps into him before security, and they have a little chat.
1: Yeah, I don't, and, I don't think anyone was buying that they accidentally ran into each other. Oh
0: no, 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 that's that's that is totally set up, especially since he's standing like right in front of the escalator.
1: So I also noticed at this point that when they run, they run into each other and he helps her pick up her bag, mm-hmm. was this the right part where she's like careful that his valuables in it? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, here we go. Here we go. She's <laughs> the spy. She's the spy. She's working at him. She oh. has the valuables in her bag. And that's going to be like the big twist at the end. Like that that's she was, what a spy was the spy the whole time.
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this movie is not that complicated.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not if this were um what was that other one? If this were the spy who don't me. Yeah. Yeah, that
0: that might happen. You think that was spy. more complicated than this one? In terms of
1: twists, the spy who don't me had more twists than this
0: one. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe. After they bump into each other before, you know, they bump each other before security and then after security again. Right. And we find out later why. Mm-hmm. And June is, you know, trying to board, and they happen to be on the same flight, and June is trying to board the flight, but is told, you know, nope, you you know, this flight's all booked up. And so she gives, this is the first time we hear the story about how June's sister's, get, you know, her sister's named April, and they're getting, and she, June, or April's getting married.
1: Yeah, and apparently she's, like, didn't buy her ticket to the flight, or she's riding standby, or something?
0: No, so what it was, what I understood is, she had the flight, well, you know, the later flight, but was trying to get onto the earlier flight.
1: Yeah. So, so riding standby. Yeah. Yeah. So then she gets turned away and has to go back in shame, like doing the walk of shame. Yeah. And Roy says to her, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like that. It might've been something happens for a reason. Sometimes things Sometimes happen things for things a happen reason. For reason. Yeah. Yeah. There we go.
0: And then, so Roy gets on the flight. And then it was the first time we see Agent Fitzgerald, who's in a car mm-hmm. on the phone with um who we've later find out is CIA, CIA, director of counterintelligence, Elizabeth George. Or Isabel George.
1: She is also in Suicide Squad as pretty much the same character. Wait.
0: That's you're right. What's yeah, her for- name? Oh, Viola Davis. Oh yeah. Yes, Viola Davis. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's pretty famous. I forgot that, that that she was in suicide. I I mean I tried to block out most of Suicide Squad, so let's be honest.
1: Yeah, I can't really blame you. So, okay, so they're after Roy, and they Mm -hmm. pull some levers, or or they apparently have them under surveillance. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, he did something with June, we need to go after her as well as him.
0: Mm -hmm. So, the flight attendant comes back and says, oh, you know what? you're on this flight, we were able to find a spot for you. And when Mm -hmm. June gets on the flight, it's pretty much empty. There's maybe like 10 people on it as a whole, and let's see, it's like, uh it looked like a 737, no, 727 even, with a 3 three by 3 Yeah,
1: an enormous plane with nobody on it, and this is the first horror movie moment, <laughs> of which there will be more. It, uh, reminds, it was, like, right out of the Twilight Zone.
0: Uh, alright, alright.
1: And I love this trope, which is that spy agencies can, like, control everything with, like, a phone <laughs> call, that they'll just be able to kick 80, you know, Maybe more like 150 people off of a plane. And like no one even notices. They don't come back the other way. Mm-hmm. Or, maybe, or maybe it's like, oh, or Roy got on first. And then they stopped everybody else from coming on.
0: Probably. Well, if you look at the terminal too, there's not anyone else waiting. So. so I don't, I may just, maybe it's just a CIA chartered flight.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe they were lying when they said there's no more room. We want to get Roy by himself. Yeah. That probably makes a little bit more sense. I feel like I might have put we may have put more thought into that than the uh,
0: creators did. <laughs> uh, or again, it's playing off that trope of you know the intelligence agencies are all powerful, right?
1: I'm sure all that's right. just what they want you to believe.
0: Yeah. So they, you know, they sit, you know, across the aisle from each other, and they and they're chatting and flirting, and you know. June is explaining how she's, you know, she restores, you know, vintage cars, and she was looking for scrap metal in Wichita. Because apparently, Kansas has the best scrap, and looking for a piece for the car that mm, I thought I had it written down. But I do not remember what kind of car that is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so she make
1: a point of it, but it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. So she says, you know, she always she's gonna give it to her sister for their wedding because it was, you know, a chassis that her her father, her late father picked up and. Mm-hmm. And the line is that you know she want you know when she always felt like that when the last part went in she'd t- you know just take it and drive to the south uh, very tip of South America Cape Horn nice and, and
1: Roy on the other hand has this really cheesy line oh for, hey che- we're you going cheat I like this line <laughs> well apparently June worked June liked it too because it yeah. worked
0: for her. someday that's a dangerous word it's really just code for never. I think a lot about the things I haven't done. Dive in the Great Barrier Reef. Ride the Orient Express. Live on the Amalfi Coast with nothing but a motorcycle and a backpack. Kiss a stranger on the balcony of the Hotel du Cap. in South France.
1: I wonder how you got the stranger up there in the first place. <laughs> Horror movie moment number two!
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, like, i I was kind of rolling my eyes, but June apparently liked it. I wonder yes. if you, like, rehearsed that speech before he gave it to her.
0: You he must I mean, have. It's probably his, like, go-to line. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. But it's like, maybe, could we, like, expand on that a little yeah. bit? But
0: I mean, under- I did like the idea of the, you know, some is just a code for never kind of thing. Like,
1: it's I absolutely take a moment, true. Take,
0: take a season at the moment. Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, that was that was a good moment. So yeah. I, I will give the movie that. Yeah. And then he's, he says, what's your list? She's like, oh, I,
0: don't I don't have a list. your sounds good. Sure. And what I realized is a lot of, well, not all of these things, but some of these things they do in this movie.
1: Yeah. Well, certainly the big one at the end, which, yeah. is, which is what reminds you of that. So then at this point we get to see his, his, spe- his spy skills in action.
0: Yeah. When
1: the, when the plane like banks or something and the,
0: and it's her some turbulence. Out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I was impressed with this part because I am not a tall person. And I know that Tom Cruise is not a tall person either. <laughs> so when I need to put luggage in the upper rack of an airplane, I need to reach
0: well above my head. Like, All extend right.
1: my arms most of the way. All but right. Let, movie, let's,
0: let's, let's... You know, surprisingly, it didn't come up with the last Tom Cruise movie we covered. But let's just address this. He's not... I mean, he, okay, he's not a tall man. But he's not excessively short. He's what... Five, seven, five, eight. He's only like two inches shorter than me. Uh, I wonder if it's like the Napoleon effect. Hmm. <laughs> Could be. But yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. He, I mean, he, and he does do that pretty quickly. Like he, you know, he sees it come out and immediately has it in his hands.
1: Yeah. Well, the way the angle made it look, it looked like he was like right. He's like about as tall as the luggage, mm-hmm. as the luggage pack. So I I assume that's some some funky angles.
0: Oh, definitely. But Yeah, so, and when this happens, you know, the turbulence also makes June's drink spill, so she goes to the bathroom to fix herself up. And when she leaves, of course, this is when we find out, well, when it's shown, at least, we we may have already figured it out, that everyone else on the flight is a spy or an assassin.
1: Yeah, I sort of predicted that everybody else would try to kill him. That's why there were so few. But, and sort of like... The Spy Who Dumped Me. Mm-hmm. This movie also does have good fight scenes.
0: <laughs> it does, and I enjoyed it. Like, yeah, so it's very, and it's not. It's almost, it's a, got a humor to it, which I enjoyed. Yes. Like, it unlike unlike The Spy Who Dumped Me, which had you know, it was really goofy, and then had these really some sometimes gory fight scenes. This had sort of playful fight scenes, which I enjoyed. So the tone wasn't as jarring.
1: Actually, that's a really good observation. And you know what this reminded me of? The part where uh, Roy has the seatbelt, mm-hmm. and then and it he's like using rips. His nunchucks. And yeah, he's using his nunchucks and then it rips and it, like falls apart, and he has like a uh, kind of expression. It reminded me Jones. of Jackie Chan. It reminded ah. me of Jackie Chan movies. All right, I can see that. And like Jackie Chan, very often it felt <clears> like Roy <throat> was like barely surviving the fights that mm-hmm. he was
0: in. Yeah, and then and yeah, and as he's fighting, you know the. One of the at least one of the pilots, if not both, were also spies, and one of them has you know a gun, and mm-hmm. he shoots the one pilot, and the pilot accidentally shoots the other pilot, and so now there's no one, no one flying the plane.
1: <laughs> yeah, they make a plot point of that. I also liked how here they have guns with silencers that are clearly smaller and firing low caliber, like less mm-hmm. like what's the word on the like money floor, like less powerful rounds. Mm-hmm. So. This is I read this on crack.com. I don't know anything okay. about guns. But right. you know how in spy movies when they have silencers where
0: they go Yeah, no, that's not true at all.
1: Well, it can be true if you fire very low speed ammunition.
0: Like a twenty two caliber or something right. like that. Okay.
1: But like if you if you take like an, a cop's gun and put a silencer on it, it will mm-hmm. not make that kind of sound. Nope. But also here it makes sense that they're using lower speed round because they're on an airplane. That's true. So it works.
0: Yeah. But yeah, so while this is going on, June is in the bathroom, you know, psyching herself up to flirt with Roy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's when she, that's when, you know, we hear that she's like, you know, his kiss a stranger on the balcony of the Hotel du Cap. What kind of line is that? That's a really good line. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and she, you know, when she's psyching herself, she, psyching herself up, She uh, she leaves the bathroom and, you know, finds Roy there with two drinks
1: hmm Like, nothing
0: happened. Yeah. And, you know, everyone, you know, he he's apparently very carefully put everyone back in seats. Yeah. Our
1: movie movement number
0: three. <laughs> and she goes up and just kisses him. And she's like, whoa, okay, maybe that was a bit rash. But, and he's like, I have to tell you something. He's like, oh, no, you're married.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was like, that no.
0: Was and so he tells her that, you know. Everyone's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she thinks he's joking.
1: Mm-hmm. Including the pilots. And and yeah. she says, the pilots are dead. And he says, shot. And she says, by who? And he says,
0: uh, me. Well, I shot one and the other shot, shot, one shot one, the other one. The other one shot the <laughs> other one.
1: <laughs>
0: it's kind of a chain reaction thing. And,
1: and here we get our first scream. So <laughs> when I told our mutual friend, Rob, who is really into movies, that we were doing this uh-huh. movie, he said, oh, it's a screamer. And I was like, what's a screamer? He's like, you know, where there's a big tough action hero. And then his friend, who screams. Fortunately, there wasn't as much screaming as I was expecting, given that description.
0: Yeah, so she wasn't like a a Willie Scott from uh, Temple of Doom. Nope. Fortunately, no. Because
1: that would have been pretty bad. Yeah. And the the landing the plane and crash scene, I thought, was pretty good. Yeah. The the effects looked good, and the fact they were coming down on a truck, and then he had, like... (laughs)
0: It was a a bit little bit of random, random humor, landing. yeah.
1: Yeah, despite the expression that any landing you can walk away from is a good landing.
0: <laughs> true, true.
1: It's not a good landing. And then, so the the escape, and they talk a little bit, and then he drugs her.
0: Uh, so he tells her that, you know, not to get any vehicles with anyone identifying themselves as federal agents,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. uh, they'll be looking for him, and they're going to uh, dip her, which means, apparently, disinformation protocol. They mm-hmm. w- w- use words like safe and secure. And what, if she hears those, particularly repeated in succession, they're either going to kill her or enter her somewhere offshore for a very long time.
1: Yeah, I thought that was funny. And he was yeah. like, if they say you're safe, it means you're not safe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so she gets drugged and then passes out and wakes up in her own bed.
1: And I was like, oh, no, no. They're gonna have to meet again, and they're gonna have to do blah 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 again, and then it's like, it's like, no, don't backtrack. (laughs) They met, so just keep them together. That's what we're, that's what we're tuning in for. And then, also in this
0: scene, sorry if I'm jumping ahead,
1: he Um, leaves stickers all over her house.
0: Is this horrible? Horror movie moment number I love's track already. Well, we're up to number four, but no, I don't consider it to okay. be a horror movie. All right, all but right.
1: I do think it doesn't make any sense if he's like, you don't know me. Now I'm going to leave a bunch of evidence in your house that I was here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think so. This is one of his like habits. So I think what we find is while he seems to be a like very good at being a spy, he's also mm-hmm. kind of careless.
1: Yeah, well, he has some like he's an eccentric personality. I think that's I yeah. think that's what they're going for.
0: Yeah. So, but I kind of like that as like the. It also just shows that he's a planner and that he can sort of predict what she's gonna think. Uh, like, all right, if I turn, if she turns here, she's gonna think this.
1: Yeah, dude, it's like Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> not in like a sexy Never way, like a scary
0: way. <laughs> Hold on, I think that that quote needs to be up somewhere on our Facebook page <laughs> when we post this.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll see if our audience <laughs> members agree. But we uh, we got more about we got more about that later. So, mm-hmm. okay, she goes to see her. She goes to the next scene is there at a, a dress fitting. Oh, with her well, dress
0: before we get to that, we have sorry. Rodney, her ex, who's a fireman, who comes mm-hmm. to check in on her, and she's you know. She, you know, he saw a news report about the plane and, you know, wanted to make sure she was okay. And, you know, apparently there's a lot of unresolved feelings there.
1: What a thoughtful guy. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah.
1: I barely keep track of where people I know are coming to and from <laughs> any given day. So if I knew that you, for example, were, I knew you went to a conference in Vegas a while mm-hmm. ago. But if I saw on the news that a plane in Vegas, I don't know, had like some engine trouble and had to land in Scranton, Pennsylvania... I would not think to call you and be like, hey, were you on that plane?
0: True, but we were not... Well, he formal, he had tried to propose to her, and we found this out later, to propose to her at some... So he's he clearly got attachment issues a, right. already there. I mean, so I mean, it's not entirely a thought, all thoughtful. It's also just, you know, his hang-ups.
1: Yeah, that's... I mean, I get that. I mean, doesn't it take place in, in Boston? It does, uh, so, yeah. So... It's like, there are a lot of planes
0: that come to Boston any given That's day. true. That's true. Yeah, like, that's a good whatever. question. How did he know that she was on that plane?
1: I won't get too hung up about it, because I wanted to talk about... These are the guys I relate to in movies.
0: Oh, what, the the, the average Joe guys?
1: Yeah, the, the guy who gets rejected in favor of the spy. Oh. I'm like, they're good people. <laughs> I bet he'd be good to her. Hmm. But just because he doesn't shoot people for a living...
0: <laughs> Anyways, so yes, as you were saying, well, for, well, before she goes to her dress fitting, she goes to the auto shop, and this is the first time we get a sign that someone's surveilling her.
1: Yes. Also, one one quick thing about the dress shop is we meet the sister mm-hmm. in one scene, and the sister's played by the daughter from Taken. Wait, really? Yeah,
0: really. I went on IMDb to look it up to make sure. Huh. Did not did not make Wait, when did Taken come out? Was that before this? I I
1: don't know. It probably it might have been like a year or so before it. I think okay. Taken is relatively old now. Unfortunately, my phone is sitting on my mouse, or else I would. <laughs> oh, else
0: right. I would I've look. got it here, and Taken Two was in 2012. Taken One was in 2008. So yes, yeah, two years for this. Okay, mm-hmm. I did not recognize her.
1: Yeah, but that that's her. All right, so.
0: Oh yeah. So April, June's sister mentions that you know she wants. She's been thinking about the uh, the GT. I knew I had it written. It's a GT. It's a Ford GTO. Okay. Um. So she said thinking about you know said she's been thinking about it and they want. She wants to sell it so that you know her and her husband can afford a new place. Anyways, so what when this and then at the uh, dress fitting, someone comes in and says, you know, anyone belong to this blue truck, mm-hmm. uh, which is Jude's truck. And they say that she's about to get a ticket, and then, of course, a bunch of feds swarm on her, and we meet Special Agent in charge Fitzgerald,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: So he's special agent in charge. that's an FBI title. yeah, that's not right. a CIA title.
1: Eh, they you probably know. didn't do their research. <laughs>
0: I mean, I was going to save it for Spy factor Spy Fiction, but I was like, they just got to Was like, mm, no, that's an FBI title and not something that well, again, and this is going to come up I think in every single movie involving the CIA that we'll cover.
1: Which is not agents,
0: of they're officers. Oh, really? I actually didn't know that. Oh, oh, yeah. so are
1: they called the officer in charge then?
0: Eh, well, one, they can't operate on, you know, U.S. soil. <laughs> or oh. they have no jurisdiction. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but they do that in every movie. That's we got true. we got to forgive that. If if we got hung up on that, we would never be able to watch any of these movies. I have a feeling. True, true, true. All right. So, despite being specifically told not to get into the van with them, she gets in the van with them.
0: Yeah. And actually, I have in my notes that Fitzgerald says he's FBI. So how were they? Well, maybe it was a joint CIA FBI project. I think so.
1: That that yeah. would make the most
0: sense. That would make more sense. Maybe so. Maybe I got hung up on, on that over nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, felt, over. Fitz says that a week ago. A week ago, Roy snapped and had a break re- with reality. And Fitz also mentioned, like, you know, is the first person to mention Simon Feck as someone, as a person of interest. Mm-hmm. And. Fitz has one of his other his guys, you know, take her somewhere safe and secure. Right. And, you know, he she June hears those words mentioned multiple times and she's like panicking, thinking, oh, God, they're going to kill me or, you know, they're going to detain me somewhere. Just like they said, they would. There's a shooter on the freeway.
1: (laughs) Horror movie moment. Number four. This is so (laughs) scary. (laughs) So there's this movie coming out called The Invisible Man. It's a remake of oh, the old yes. movie. It's about an invisible guy stalking his ex-girlfriend. And that is what this reminds me of. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first of all, he's putting her in more danger by trying to quote, rescue her. Cause she doesn't know anything. And eventually they would figure that out. But meanwhile, there are like car chases, gunfights. She almost dies like five times in this part.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. So, yeah, so, like you said, there's a gunfight that ensues on the freeway. There's, um, you know, Roy, land, he's on a motorcycle. He lands on the hood of the of the car that she's driving. That, well, that she was great. Over a dead guy, because the driver got taken out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he gets thrown around off the roof, and there's this great shot that I love of him. Like, you know, he he fell off the car and off the freeway, and all of a sudden, June sees him rising up on an up on ramp, like mm-hmm. in a very heroic pose. <laughs> and, and she's like, "Who is this guy?"
1: Yeah, that was great. I mean, it reminded me of The Matrix Reloaded. The, the way he enters the scene, where it's like his motorbike goes over, and then suddenly, thwomp, he lands on the on the car. That was really. I mean, the scene is exciting. The implications are scary. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to hammer on about about that too much. Um, I also <clears> like the part <throat> with the sunglasses kid.
0: Oh, yeah, that was cute. Yeah, so it's another part where he falls. He falls away from the chase and lands on the side of a car, and this mm-hmm. and his sunglasses fall off. And the kid in the car gives him his sunglasses back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and there's you know more gunfights. June, you know, act, like opens the door of the car and it crashes to into another car, which crashes. Then the door crashes into. The car that's chasing them, and
1: she drives the wrong way on the highway a lot. Yeah. <laughs> almost, almost is in a head-to-head collision, but eventually stops. Figures out how to stop the car, and runs onto a bus.
0: Yeah. Well, and she also, well, Roy like tells her to hold a gun while he's like grabbing these other guns, mm. and she runs away, and she puts the gun in a mailbox. <laughs> Sure, which I mean, a, why not? I don't have a problem with that. It has her prints on it, and now there's a gun with her prints on it in a mailbox.
1: I mean, she she see, that's the one I was trying to make here, <laughs> is that she's implicated as soon as he decided to try and rescue her. Now they think she's in on it, which is exactly what they do, which they wouldn't have if he had just left her alone.
0: Yeah, all right, all right, all right. I can see your point.
1: So... Okay, so she escapes and she gets onto a bus, and he follows her onto the bus. Horror uh-huh. movie moment number six. It's so—I <laughs> mean, I know I'm repeating myself, but it's scary. He like just killed a bunch of people trying to get to her, and then she gets on the bus. He like gets on immediately after her, and there's like nowhere to escape. Just add uh-huh. some. Just add the music from Psycho. <laughs>
0: uh oh, that's that's good. All right, so she gets off the bus, runs, and mm-hmm. finds Rodney at his at the fire station. and Rodney sees that she's panicked. she goes and you know, how about let's go out and get some pie. And so yeah. he's you know talking, he's talking at her, not talking to her' cause, and he and you know, and you know, she tells him her story about the plane and the explosion right. and everything else, and he is like not listening whatsoever.
1: Well, he doesn't believe her either.
0: Yeah. He thinks that she's just having jitters about her little sister getting married.
1: Yeah, he is kind of condescending in this part. So a lot of my goodwill towards him kind of evaporated, even though she is taking advantage of him a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, well, no, I, I I, mean, it's someone who she knows can protect her or she thinks she can protect her as being a fireman.
1: Yeah, but doesn't she's kind of at this point, isn't she kind of like kind of hinting that maybe she wants to get back together with him? She not really. He's like, yo, this guy is trying to kill me or do something to well, me.
0: Please protect me. No, she she does. But he's not listening at all. OK,
1: maybe I wasn't <laughs> listening either. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, so Roy finds them, yes, and is trying and basically is trying to tell you know saying you know maybe I wasn't clear, but you need to, we need to stick together. Mm-hmm. And
1: this is my favorite part. I love this part. This is my favorite oh, yeah. part of the movie is <laughs> when she's like, he's the guy, and Tom's like, That's I'm it. the guy. Who's the guy? I'm the guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Tom Cruise should play more like crazy people.
0: I think he's really good at it. Yeah. So Roy takes June hostage, and you know he says. What does he say? Oh,
1: he says, "Nobody follow me or I'll kill my kill so, her and then myself." Oh my no, god. No. He
0: <laughs> switches it. He says, "Or I kill myself then her."
1: Oh, I get it. It's supposed to be funny. Well, yeah. I was I was too busy being scared. Yeah, so he like he like kidnaps her with like handcuffs and everything.
0: Yeah. And he starts talking like a crazy person, which I found hilarious. Cause he, there's a waiter behind him, like he's, you know, saying, no, stay in. He tells uh, Rodney to stand the booth, and you know, mm-hmm. there's a waiter behind him who's, who he like kicks. He's like, sorry, I thought he was making a move, and he's, uh, and you know, just calm everyone down. He's like, pie, pie for everyone. No ice cream. All mode weakens the legs, people. Lincoln knew it. It's why they got him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is nonsense, and I, and I love that he's saying it.
1: Yeah, too bad. Uh, the the whole movie should have been like that. That <laughs> so would have been great. All this clever dialogue. You don't know what's going on. Element of danger.
0: Yeah. So Rodney, like you said, Rodney comes out and mm-hmm. Roy shoots him in the leg.
1: <laughs> Which is like, oh my god. You really didn't even need to do it. I don't think Rodney was gonna try to make was trying to, to jump him. Uh, I think he was. I think it would have. Okay. So so our our brave hero Rodney gets taken out and they and yeah. they drive away.
0: But before he t- drives away, he tells me, "You know, I shot you through and through. No bone. Nowhere near the femoral artery. This could be best thing that happened to you. <laughs> better than better than uh, what whatever that hull was that he was talking about." Oh yeah, he was trying
1: to do some training course to be promoted to be a lieutenant yeah.
0: colonel or whatever. Tom's
1: mm-hmm. which, which like, "No, you'll just be a hero of this hostage situation, which I'm sure will not come back to have any negative consequences for any of us." Yeah. So they oh, leave yeah. Ronnie there and they drive away. And I like the conversation. It might be after they finish driving. Is is when Roy was like, I warned you not to get on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> and she's yeah, like, what? He said, I said, sometimes things happen for a reason. And she very accurately says that that is not a warning.
0: No, that's not a warning. That's a needle port expression or a bumper sticker.
1: Yeah. And she is 100% right that that is not a warning.
0: Yeah. And also in this scene, you know, Roy tells June his... Part of the plan, at least, that you know that there are like five security cameras in the in the pie place, and they all see her as his hostage. Mm-hmm. And so now her name is cleared, at least for the lo- for, amongst the local authorities.
1: Which is a very good move, very like spy like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: See, <laughs> but he also says that her life expectancy with him is a lot higher than by herself. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sh- I'm not really sure what was up with that. Seems like a mean... little
0: bit of a mixed message. All right. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I think. Well, if it was only the CIA chase oh, slash FBI chasing them, mm-hmm. I can understand it. But you also throw in, and we'll find out later. There's also other people after the thing that Tom, uh, that Roy has. Right. So that's Mac- probably why.
1: Yeah, the MacGuffin. Yeah. Uh, so eventually, so June eventually does decide to go with him, mm-hmm. and then the tone, and then the movie changes. Hmm. Pl- All right. It's no longer a horror movie. Oh, okay.
0: Up, <laughs> oh.
1: Because they are now on the same side.
0: I was kind of enjoying that. I was, I was I, like, I never would have thought of it that way. Glad you brought that perspective. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I wonder Has Carolyn seen this? She saw the last half of it.
1: Okay. Uh, so, I'll yeah, the, well, the last half is when it stops being scary. True, true. Um, All right. Okay, so they escape, and then we see Ronnie on the news, and he doesn't seem too worried that the woman that he's in love with has been kidnapped by a maniac.
0: No, not really. No, you're right. I never thought about it that way. But we also <laughs> so, see so, so, June and Roy are together on the run. They're you know mm-hmm. riding in a car together, and Roy shows June the Zephyr, which yes. is hidden in the night, the little night tour that he had in the beginning, and we find out the Zephyr's a battery. It's a high output, never runs out. Perpetual energy sources can power a small city or a large submarine. And we find out Simon Feck, who was mentioned previously, was the guy, kid who invented it, it who's like just out of high school basically. And Roy watched him in a lab in Wichita, and Fitzgerald was also assigned to watch him. And Roy found out that Fitzgerald was going to sell the battery and kill Simon. So Roy took both you know the battery Zephyr and Simon and Fitz framed Roy.
1: Hmm. You know, I gotta say, as far as MacGuffins go, this isn't really a criticism. I'm just trying to be difficult. That is, as, okay. as far as as far as MacGuffins and spy movies go, the Zephyr is no list of all the CIA agents <laughs> in the world. It seems like much more of an imminent threat than just a really good battery.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how overplayed is the list of all the CIA agents? Because it's like that seems to always be the McGuffin. <laughs>
1: Hey, it's something that spies are very concerned about. And you know it has to exist somewhere, right?
0: Oh, come on, I don't think that's uh, there's one central list. There may be pieces <laughs> of a list like a different department. Like given how much bureaucracy there has to be, mm-hmm. there's no way that mm-hmm. one central list exists.
1: <laughs> okay, so we so so they go after Simon and then we get like a fight against a SWAT team in this warehouse.
0: <clears throat> um yeah so there's a message for him and like yeah june's playing with a gun and all these commandos are sneaking in <laughs> and yeah the gunfight ensues but these aren't fitz's people we find out these men could be uh antonio quintada's man who's and he's a spanish arms dealer mm-hmm. and so I, I like the action here what do you think of it
1: so so i, I like the action i think that they need to teach june about gun safety that was so <laughs> not cool to for her, like, to be playing with the guns. I also like yeah. the part where he uses the double Uzis or double mini mm-hmm. Uzis or whatever. And he asks her to hold hold my mags. <laughs> and then yeah. I also like the countdown joke. Uh-huh. Even even though, it re- again, it was like, oh, it's, you know, being shot at by a bunch of SWAT team members. They won't kill you even if you're standing in the middle of an open field with no cover. <laughs> for no reason.
0: hmm but yeah, so the end but, of this fight. <laughs> well,
1: sorry, I just yeah. want to say the action on the whole, oh, yeah. though, was as good as the other action scenes that we've seen. Okay, all right. So
0: all right. I like that. But oh, yeah, so at the end of the fight, well, yeah, June, yeah, she ho- she has one of the Uzis and fires a butt pu- like panics, fires it all over the place, including and this is going really, to like if she had any bullets left, she would have accidentally killed Roy.
1: Absolutely, she it would. Goes, have. Like
0: all around and down, and it goes up. And then mm-hmm. down towards Roy, and he, like, catches it between the barrel between his hands as the bullets, like, stop. So, she, yeah, if she had, had one or two more bullets, Roy would be dead.
1: This is, like, belongs in one of those commercials that's, like, this is why Hollywood movies make people think that guns aren't dangerous.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, so because of all that commotion, uh, they get captured. And Roy mm. drugs June again, and there's this nice montage. I like this montage mm-hmm. of them being captured, and you know, Roy's hanging upside down, swinging mm-hmm. like. And you say, he's "You like, know, don't worry, we'll I got this, this in a second. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you know they're skydiving, and he's like, yeah, well, they're, yeah
1: they're in a plane, and he has like these goggles on, and he's like, "We've been hit, but don't worry, we'll be fine."
0: <laughs> and then they're on a boat, so.
1: I, yeah, I like this sequence. I thought it was really funny. I like it when they do like the like the Family Guy style thing, where it's like little brief clips into something that's going on, mm-hmm. and then it all comes to a halt with some with the most terrifying part of the movie.
0: Oh, look! I thought the horror movie was
1: over. <laughs> I thought so too. Okay, you know we like to joke. You know I like to joke around with you on these, and I'm not trying to be mm-hmm. difficult, really. But this part okay. in Cabo is not cool. Okay. When we learn that he like changed her into a bathing suit while she oh. was unconscious.
0: Oh. Uh oh. oh, Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, that may, may have played better ten years ago. Not so much that you're right. Yeah. I'll this give is, you
1: that. You can tell this movie was made before the Me Too movement, big time. <laughs> And at least they address it in the movie, even if they don't do a very good job. But at least they don't just kind of keep going. Mm -hmm. But I was like, oh boy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you're right. They did have a line because, you know, she's, yeah, she, well, first of all, she wakes, yeah, she wakes up in a bikini Mm -hmm. and apparently she was out for 18 hours. And Roy tells her that Simon, you know, went to Austria. And like you said, Jude's, and June is very mad that, you know, Roy changed her clothes. Mm-hmm. Roy's line is, I've been trained to dismantle a bomb in pitch black with nothing but a safety pin and a junior min. I think I can get you in and out of some clothes without looking. Not say, plausible. That's what happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, I like everything up until the point where she said, he says, I think I can get you in and out of some clothes without looking.
1: It was like totally unnecessary too. The movie did not need this, except I guess maybe to sell to young men. Eh,
0: I don't even. I mean, I'm like titillated by that or anything. I don't,
1: I don't know. know. Okay,
0: you're right. You're right. Let's
1: let's move on. I think I made my point. <laughs> also, in this scene, Tom Cruise or rather Roy doesn't have the wound on his on his side from the plane scene. Ah, uh, yeah.
0: Maybe he's just a good, fast healer.
1: I mean, it's not really clear how much time passed between all these events.
0: Um, like a day. Okay,
1: so maybe if it was a, I guess he called it a graze or whatever. Yeah, he so did. It so fun.
0: it's yeah, it's a good point. Although, actually, you're right. No, like it, it's been t- at least two days then, because it's 18 hours that she's been she's been out.
1: So it had to be like a very light cut or whatever, for for that to work. So, okay, so they're on this island, and it turns out to be an island where there's nowhere to escape from Roy. (laughs) And she, apparently, he never turned her cell phone off, because she gets a call on it from her sister.
0: Yeah, well, so she, like, she storms off, she grabs, you know, a shirt and a bag, and she gets a call from her sister, she also has, like, there's another phone that goes off inside that bag, and it's Hit Roy's phone and there's a movement alert, that it says on the screen, and she sees you know, there's a house and an address and a car, a 67 Grand Prix.
1: hmm
0: And we find out that well, you know, she picks up the phone for the call from her sister, but she can't hear anything. And we find out that Antonio Quintata is tracking the call.
1: Yes, he is. And that and then he, that's how he's able to find them.
0: Yeah. And, you know, she goes back to Roy and, you know, ba- punches him. And there's some sort of flirty f- fight training going on. She learns a move. Uh, She's got to break
1: hold.
0: Yeah. She calls it hands like Houdini.
1: hmm
0: And uh, as they're, you know, flirting and rolling around, <laughs> a plane comes to bomb the island. Great by stuff.
1: It's right on the left of the
0: Antonio Cantata.
1: Yup. Yep. And I love this. Explosions, mm. running away.
0: So they, And so they're going to escape on this helicopter that Roy has covered up. Mm-hmm. And June's panicking. So Roy basically does a Vulcan nerve pinch to knock her out.
1: <laughs> they, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is so not cool. You cannot do this in 2020 to your female characters.
0: Well, okay, so... I, to be fair, in this moment, he does say Dru-, You know, she she asks him to drug her because she's not pan- she's panicking and mm-hmm. freaking out, and he says he just does the Vulcan nerve And she says, "You asked me not to drug you anymore." <laughs> okay, but again, yes, the connotations in are scary. This, yeah, not not great.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so so we cut to from we cut to from the island to a train, and is it yeah. the Orient Express?
0: I'm not sure. It could be. Well, actually, what is the route of the Orient Express actually? Because they're oh. going through Salzburg.
1: This came up in trivia. It, it was. It's from somewhere in Europe to Istanbul. So it's misleading to say that it goes to the Orient. It does not.
0: <laughs> well, in that day and age, the Orient Express, the Orient, you know, Istanbul was considered like the Orient.
1: Right. This came up at our uh, trivia, as I mean. Ah, nice. It probably it would have been kind of cool because then would have matched up with his list.
0: Yeah. That's a, uh, like in my head. It did, but oh, actually, maybe it does. Uh,
1: but I, I don't remember yeah. the movie that made it obvious or not.
0: Yeah, but it I, is a fancy car like the Orient Express. Totally. Yeah.
1: And uh, they meet Simon, who's played by a turtleneck wearing Paul Dano. <laughs> Do you know Paul Dano? Uh,
0: I know him. Well, I know he's gonna be, he's gonna be the new uh, Riddler, right? That's right. Yeah.
1: Other than that, he's just been been
0: around. He's been yeah. in stuff. He's been in stuff I've seen. Um, but yeah, so June wakes up. She goes to the dining cart, and this guy talks next to her. Starts talking to her, and she this 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 is like, oh, why are you giving out information, June? It's
1: because she's not a spy.
0: <laughs> yeah, all right. So I June of- asks if she's if he's Simon and instead of you know waiting for him to offer you know his name. <laughs> Mm-hmm. which is like, it's like, it's like getting in an Uber and, you know, and volunteering your name and not waiting for them to tell you your, tell them who you're, they're supposed to be picking up. Well, Except she has been a worst a lot. degree.
1: <laughs> and she's been through a lot. I can't really expect her to remember the spy training that she never got, though. I did think this part would have been kind of funny if it was just some random guy <laughs> who was like, I feel like talking to Cameron Diaz. So I'll just pretend to go along with whatever she says. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so, but June finds an, on her foot, like stuck to her foot, she finds a note from Roy saying mm-hmm. that he's with Simon. So obviously, she, like once that happens, she figures out, okay, this guy's not Simon. Right. And so she, you know, makes an excuse, goes away, and, you know, runs to the, the, uh, Oh, like the kitchen carriage, basically. Yeah, she like
1: basically keeps running through the train until she can't run anymore, run out of yeah. train to go through.
0: And so Roy, you know, tries calling June. She doesn't pick up, and he's like, and it's good because I told her not to pick up any calls, but also now I can't get in touch with her.
1: Yeah, that was funny.
0: I like that. And also there's a drop line that Simon says about how the Zephyr is getting hotter. Okay. And Roy's like not paying attention to him about that
1: can't be bothered with that now we have an assassin to fight in yeah. right out of from russia with love
0: <laughs> yeah so fake simon finds uh june in the kitchen and he kills the chef who's in yeah, there that was
1: one cool this chef was nice
0: yeah and so you know there's a fight that ensues real simon shows up with roy yep and you know roy gets knocked out actually for a little yeah bit.
1: Again, just like in the earlier fight, he, like, barely survives it. Just like Jackie Chan. So yeah. I like that.
0: And, you know, June gets caught. And so she uses the trick that Roy taught her, the hands like Houdini. And that mm-hmm. causes a knife to fly into fake Simon's chest. Brutal. And I'm not quite as brutal as the spy you don't me. No. He pulls it out, tries to kill them again. And then he gets knocked out a window. <laughs> but doesn't die yet and is like holding it onto sausage lakes holding it outside and Simon has that great line of like just die already.
1: It it I mean we had a little bit of cartoon logic before and isn't isn't that how the guy got the assassin got killed in from Russia with love that he got thrown out the window?
0: No. He no, gets, no one gets by a wire garrote.
1: No one gets thrown out of a window in from Russia with love.
0: No. I think okay. I think can think of.
1: Maybe I was thinking of someone. But other I mean movie. there's
0: um there are actually in uh, hmm, I think it's Spy Who Loved Me, Jaws gets thrown out of the train. It happens. Oh, yeah, I might have does. been
1: thinking of the commuter with Liam Neeson.
0: Also Spectre. Spectre also somebody gets thrown out of a train.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so that that was another good fight scene. I like that Roy isn't this unstoppable badass who can uh-huh. fight professional assassins, no problem. But that being said, I'm ready to move on to the next scene.
0: Yeah. So, um, so the next scene we see is Fitz is in a train station investigating the car that Roy was in. Mm-hmm. And I like this. So you know, he Fitz goes to, sits in the window where he thinks Roy would sit. You know, uses his breath to create some fog up a mm-hmm. window, and there's a circle drawn there. And in the middle of the circle, that's is like from Mission
1: Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I probably the kind of thing they would do in Mission Impossible.
0: So, that well, especially cool. since it's Tom Cruise,
1: right? Yeah, the fact that he's Tom Cruise helps.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, Fitz and Roy have a truce meeting. I just mm-hmm. like that Ro- that Roy is just there eating some ice cream. <laughs> <I
1: don't laughs> yeah, he see. keeps eating in this movie. <clears throat>
0: um, and you know, Fitz tries to make a deal with him, and Roy refuses. And yep. June's, you know, back there waiting at the hotel, and. Once Roy gets back, she overhears him uh, making a call to to someone named Naomi and gets right. a little jealous.
1: I, I also wanted to know how they afforded to stay in this really nice hotel for a spy uh, on the run.
0: He has a ca- well, if he has access to a private island, I think he's got some, you know, accounts somewhere. Like I assume, in this ridiculous spy world that you know this movie set in. <laughs> He's, mm-hmm. He has access to some sort of account that will let him do all this stuff.
1: Yeah, he has his ways. Yeah. So so he goes to see Naomi, and June follows him. And we meet Naomi, who's played by Gal Gadot.
0: Yeah, I did. Like, I, I remember, because I, I watched this in theaters. I didn't, well, of course, no one knew who Gal Gadot was at that time. And so when mm-hmm. I watched again, I was like, whoa, wait, that's Gal Gadot. Or Gal Gadot, yeah. however you pronounce her name.
1: Oh, I think it's yeah. Which, whichever the yeah. she talks the same, she looks the same. <laughs> it was very unexpected to see her, and she talks to she talks, th- or rather, the bad guy talks through her mm-hmm. on a headset
0: yeah.
1: to Roy about selling the MacGuffin. I mean, the Zephyr.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. and, uh huh. And
1: so, so you know how in the beginning of the movie they're like. Roy's crazy. He had a psychotic break, and uh-huh. like we as the audience never really believe that. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're doing this to us again, where <laughs> it's like he's re- like we're supposed to believe he's a bad guy now, really? Like, 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 what are they doing?
0: I just don't get it. I mean, I think, eh, well, you weren't you the one who was just saying that there's not as much twists in this one, but
1: a twist you have to like actually believe it.
0: for for it to (laughs) be a twist. And
1: I didn't really believe that he was going to sell the Zephyr after all of that.
0: Alright, alright. So she follows, she overhears all of this, and Mm -hmm. as she's leaving the restaurant, she runs into Director George. Right. And this is when we, you know, fully meet uh, Director George, who she says yeah, she's the Director of Counterintelligence at the CIA, and Fitz is there too, and, you know, they show her June a video of Roy and her at the airport, and how basically it says, you know, how she, how Roy used her as a mule to carry the battery through security.
1: Which, I don't understand how that worked.
0: Um, well, basically, because he, well, she had all that stuff in her luggage, so she, they were less likely to search her. I, I, it
1: I, I guess it's like she has all this metal crap in, yeah. her, in her briefcase? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that works.
0: And also, well, we also know that they were following, they were already onto him at that point because they had the CIA chartered plane.
1: Yeah, no, but I'm I'm wondering, what was his plan, and, like, how would giving it to her help it get through security? That's what I, that's what I didn't oh, understand. Okay, okay. But then it's like, well, okay, she all the metal stuff in it, it'll, the X-ray maybe won't pick it up. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Sure, I mean, whatever. They needed a reason for them to get together in the first place, so. Right.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, so they give her a pen that's a transmitter, and she's supposed to click it when the Zephyr is nearby.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it goes back to the hotel to see June have a you know, very late dinner at 9 p.m.
1: <laughs> oh, but, but by the way, the thing about the pen, were you happy to get our first real spy gadget in this whole movie?
0: I didn't I didn't even think about it, it was like, until that part. It's like, oh, yeah, there like, have been no gadgets. It's been mostly just guns.
1: I mean, yeah, that's why I feel like this is kind of more action movie than spy movie. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing. But I guess you can have a spy movie without a gadget. So yeah. here we go.
0: Well... I mean the the MacGuffin itself is a gadget. I'd say.
1: Uh, yeah. I guess let's not get into that. I don't know. <laughs> You're gonna have to go either way. So okay. So so she clicks the pen, and the SWAT team shows up, and
0: and, and Roy says uh, Ma- that hurt more than I thought it would. Once she clicks the pen, so I was like, okay, he. At that moment, I'm like, all right. He definitely knew he was setting this up.
1: Yeah. Well, it's revealed later. Spoiler alert! That he's like one step ahead of everybody the whole time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so the troops breach the room. They try to apprehend Roy. Simon's taken back into custody, and mm. Roy is running on rooftops.
1: And then he, he runs away, runs, 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 gets shot (air quotes), dies (air quotes). No, falls
0: into the river.
1: Right. So, it's just like Chewbacca's death in in uh, the Rise of Skywalker, I'm not sure really if anyone did, it. I mean, by the
0: time this uh, <laughs>
1: comes out. It'll be like uh, a year a- later.
0: Hopefully. <laughs> yeah but yeah so the cia you know know that the zephyrs are yeah on in his body so they have to go and try to dredge over to find him Mm -hmm. and june goes home she goes to her sister's wedding
1: so so this part i actually did like that it's like she's going back to normal but actually she's got her own plans and now she's taking taking the lead on on the next steps so i thought that was good
0: and so we have a brief cut to Fitz, who's taking, you know, Simon back to the safe house with another agent. And he, Fitz kills the other agent and calls Quintana, telling him that, you know, that we're back on track.
1: I got so, the next best thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And June decides that she's going to give her sister the house, but she was going to keep the car that she'd been, you know, fixing up. And then June remembers the address that she saw on Roy's phone. And realizes it's about an hour from her place, so she takes the car there, um, and is followed by a car. And does a pretty cool move where she, you know, goes, makes a really sharp um, U-turn, which causes like a small, like a small, not an accident necessarily, but just a, a traffic jam. Mm-hmm. And then goes and then goes on to a like does another swerve and goes on to an off, off to another off ramp.
1: Yeah, I guess maybe you taught her defensive driving while they were on that island.
0: I mean, I, now I think given that she, you know, you know, restores these old cars, I assume she knows how to drive well.
1: Yeah, I guess it actually might be more like offensive driving than defensive yeah. driving. So she goes to meet his parents and that's when she learns that his last name is Day. No, it's Night. Dang it. <laughs> so, she, so she goes to see his parents, and they learn that his last name is Knight, and his, his real name is Matthew. And we see a photo of Kid Tom Cruise
0: as an Eagle Scout. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so, and apparently, like the the couple, well, they they think that he, you know, Matthew, their son, is dead, mm-hmm. um, and that he di- apparently think that he died in Kuwait in a chopper crash, right. And that and they've won Publisher's Clearinghouse twice and the lottery.
1: Do you know what Publishers Clearinghouse is, by the way?
0: I don't rem- I rem- I know it's a thing that old people I win do. money, but I don't <laughs> know how it works. Alright, I'm gonna look it up. <laughs>
1: so but but once again in this part it's like uh, once again spy agencies can just control the world apparently.
0: Or no, I don't think it's spied. I think Roy's putting his, whatever his salary is into giving his parents money.
1: Yeah. And just oh.
0: stay and faking that, you know, they get it from Publishers Clearing Okay,
1: yeah, that that would that would kind of work. Okay, it says Publishers Clearing House is a direct marketing company that markets merchandise and magazine subscriptions with sweepstakes and prize-based games. Oh. Oh okay. yeah. That doesn't really help. All right. I guess it's, it's like a sweepstakes basically. Yeah. Now, I wonder if I wonder how old the writers of this movie were. <laughs> okay. Uh all right, let's move this along here. Um so well, so yes. so June contacts the the arms dealer guy and she's like I have the Zephyr and I'm going to sell it to you.
0: And she gets captured. But she's playing the long
1: game. She was, she was like uh, Loki from the Avengers, or <laughs> what's his name from Skyfall, where they wanted to get arrested right,
0: uh, by their. So by their every bad game. guy in the like, to, from 2008 to like 2012, <laughs> basically. Hmm. yeah, so she she gets captured. She arrives in Seville. Hmm. And you know she's been given a truth serum by cantata's men. Right. And Judy's figured out that Roy meant for her to follow him in Salzburg and, you know, was basically yeah, setting her up so that she would be safe.
1: Which is like so oh my god, this is just so excessively complicated. She already <laughs> she first of all, she's been in danger like seven times since they've been together. And she obviously wants to be with him and like is in for the duration of the mission. So why does he try keep trying to get her to leave?
0: Or keep house. Worried about her safety well it's a little late for that <laughs> <laughs> all right all right but yeah so so
1: another thing i want to talk about this part is then yeah. she starts like 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 swooning over him and he's not even there she's like he's so great he's <laughs> like he's so wonderful and so, he, i'm so into him
0: it's the truth it's the I think it's not not just the truth serum, but it's also like it also makes you a little loopy.
1: No, i I got it. I got it. I'm just saying the, the content of what she's saying is not exactly a giant leap forward for feminism. And you know what it also reminds me of is no. another spy movie. So no. I, went, I went to visit my uncle out in, out in Colombia a few years ago, probably quite a while uh-huh. ago. and he's like, I'm like staying overnight there. So we're talking about if we want to watch a movie We're like whatever. So he's like, I loved this movie when I was like a teenager and it's called in like Flint. Oh yeah. So you've seen it. I
0: have not, but I know of it.
1: Okay, so it's from the 1960s. I'm, we'll definitely cover it in a future episode. But one of one of the plot points in it is that Flint, the main character of the James Bond analog, has like this harem of women that like follow him around and like <laughs> fawn all over him. And it's very oh. it's very uh, regressive. Oh <laughs> we should see it together because I want to watch your reactions to various <laughs> things in it.
0: All right, all right, But the, but
1: the part point part is that's what this scene reminded me of. I think
0: that's, ex- I, I, it's, you may be going to an extreme there. I'm like, she okay, she's into him, but also, yeah, it's trying to sell that she's sort of, well, I think she, it's trying to sell us all these feelings that she's realizing.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I get that she's into him. I I got it. All right, <laughs> let's move on. So, Hugh shows up to save her, and then we get a, a gunfight in this, like, courtyard. Mm-hmm. Do you ever play well, Counter-Strike?
0: Yes, I did.
1: So it reminded me of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, June. Yeah, so she. Yeah, you know, yeah. Roy's alive. He's rescuing June, and June's mm-hmm. mad that like that Roy doesn't seem to be happy to see her. So he goes over amidst Just all his Just like these a woman, bullets. am I
1: right? <laughs> Always thinking about feelings. I'm not wow. saying that. The movie's saying that. <laughs> wow. Okay. The movie's saying that. It's not there my it fault. I know, I guess the movie's filmed from her perspective, Mm. so it's hard to say. Okay, sorry, keep going.
0: Oh yeah, so so he goes over and kisses her passionately, and then they escape on a motorcycle. And they go through the city, and Mm -hmm. through the chasing of the bulls, and they're following Simon on a tracker, which was this Holland Oates pin that he gave to Simon earlier in the movie. They yep. which I like that they never explicitly spell that out to us, but they just they let they let us think come to that conclusion on our own.
1: Yeah, I missed it, so uh, nice yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he's tracking some spy shit. I mean, whatever. He has his ways. They will not explain anything else, so <laughs> I, I explain that.
0: And there's a really, really good motorcycle chase scene that I liked, with including you know Jude firing two guns, mm-hmm. uh, you know while. Being on the motorcycle with Tom or with Roy.
1: Two guns, no helmets, no problem.
0: Yeah. So, you know, some front wheelies. They do some basically being a matador with a motorcycle <laughs> where the bull comes after them. Yep. Do
1: they still do the running of the bulls, by the way.
0: I don't know. You know. This is probably going to be our episode where we use the most Googling of stuff live.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, with the, you think with all this history stuff, we'd be looking up more with stuff like Valkyrie, but apparently this movie... <laughs> apparently it's still a thing. Yeah, yeah. but they may have changed it a little bit because I remember too many people died while they, were, while they were doing it, so they had to, like, make it a little more safe. Mm-hmm. Also, during this uh, crazy gunfight car chase... Whatever, there's a part where a bad guy with an AK forty seven is about to kill them, but then it jams. The most unrealistic part of the movie. A K forty sevens never jam. Ask <laughs> anyone. Uh, uh. They, they they do the um the the rooftop move again. Mm-hmm. Like there's a callback to that. But
0: where, which rooftop move?
1: Where there where there's like a bad guy car and then they're alongside the car and then Tom Cruise like jumps on top oh, of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. They do. So, so
1: yeah, they, 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 they bring that back. Until yeah, we so, get our final confrontation down at a dock.
0: Oh yeah, well, don't forget that uh, Quintana gets trampled by the bulls.
1: Uh, yes, I did forget that because <laughs> I didn't
0: care about Quintana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So, so, um, uh, what's his name? Fitz is trying to get away because mm-hmm. apparently he's got a plane on the water, and right. Roy catches up to him, and but of course, but Fitz gets a drop on Roy, and you know tells him because he's got Simon there has a gun pointed mm-hmm. at him and Simon's like screaming at Roy don't give him the Zephyr And but Roy gives mm-hmm. it to him and then Simon's like it's okay I guess I'll just make another one. <laughs> shut up Simon <laughs> that's so that's so funny I like that
1: because it's true like a lot of the stuff in these movies are like it's the only one it's so important because we can't make another one it's like well why not it must have come from somewhere
0: yeah but of course it makes uh, Fitz realize that oh wait, wait. Can just get no one, and then it will be worthless. So he goes to sh- shoot Simon. Yep. And Simon faints. Fitz gets on the plane, and the battery blows up as they're in the plane. And Fitz is dead.
1: Classic bad guy move, hoisted on their own petard, brought down by their own greed.
0: And oh, yeah, oh, so oh. Simon, you know, yeah, like I said, he fainted and we realize, because there was supposed to be a fake, there's a fake out where we think Simon got shot. Mm -hmm. But no, it's actually Roy who got shot, because he ran to shield him. Mm -hmm. And he passes out, and there's a nice call back to the, you know, to, now it's Roy who's fading in and out as he gets on a chop, he gets, you know, put on a chopper, and Mm -hmm. wakes up in a hospital. Right. And Director George is there, and also his motion alert goes off on his phone and mm-hmm. you know director george admits that you know she was wrong that simon's been sent to a new lab june's taken june sent home yeah and there's you know she gives him a speech about how you know when you got this job you gave up family and friends and everything else and you know you we need if you're going to keep doing this you need to be more focused and they take away his phone that's you know, have the tracker on it and then they say we're going to transfer you to secure." facility for your safety
1: (laughs) which you said not to do so i Uh, like that
0: they remember what they said before and this nurse comes by and gives him some some medicine and Mm -hmm. he gets all woozy like nurse what is this and the nurse is june and she's you know she drugs him Mm -hmm. turn about fair play yes and smuggled smuggled his his, (coughs) excuse me smuggles him out of the hospital and you know we get again. It's another you know little flash. He's you know going through flashes and wakes up and they're in it in the uh, in the car that June fixed up mm-hmm. in Mexico. And there's a lot of callbacks to you know lines the with me without me line. There's right, a right there's a callback to now he's the one who got changed in different clothes which is
1: also not okay but <laughs> the diff- that it's not as bad as before because he's a man it's different
0: yeah and so he says you know so she the, and they're driving together to the tip of south america to cape horn yeah it's
1: it's good that they have a sign there that says cape horn two thousand miles or whatever <laughs> just in case the audience didn't get it
0: and then in and the movie ends, and we get a little scene during the credits of Molly and Frank, um, mm-hmm. Roy's parents, and apparently they they went, they supposedly won tickets to Cape Horns in South America, and now they're gonna go finally meet her, their son.
1: Isn't that nice? And also is the, okay. So was there a point where they say that June's last name is Day?
0: No, it's what. Haven. <laughs>
1: yeah that's what I I think they said her full name multiple times so like is she is, is like I don't I don't know I don't want to think about it this movie's <laughs> like frying my brain
0: <laughs> that would have been a good yeah but uh, uh, yeah all right fair okay right, so we have anything for spy fact or spy fiction I don't have anything I have one thing and that's And it's not, it's just more fact versus fiction, not necessarily spy. I mean, I went through my whole thing about agents versus officers and all that, Mm -hmm. but the running of the bulls doesn't happen in Seville. It happens in uh, Pamplona. Pamplona.
1: Yes. I was wondering about that, but I don't know what Pamplona is. So I was like, maybe it's like a neighborhood of Seville.
0: (laughs) No, it's a different part of Spain.
1: Okay. Maybe they went on their motorbike to another part of Spain in between cuts. (laughs)
0: I mean, so they did get the uh, time of year right. Like they, they mentioned the uh, the festival of Saint Cir- uh, uh, Saint Fermin, but which is when the running bulls happened. But yeah, not in Seville. Okay.
1: Well, now we know.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, favorite best
1: quotes. My my favorite quote is "I'm the guy." <laughs> favorite part, right. favorite quote. That, that's that's how I feel.
0: I like, uh, where it was, I, I like Someday. That's a dangerous word. It's really just code for never.
1: Yeah, I think that's interesting our personalities is I like <laughs> the joke. And you <laughs> like, like the deep, thoughtful, probably the most thoughtful part of the movie. Probably the part yeah. that will stick with me the longest.
0: Hmm.
1: All right, so now is our time for our rating from one to ten martinis. One being a terrible spy movie or movie in general. Ten being the best spy movie we've ever seen.
0: Uh-huh. All I can right. go
1: first if you'd like. Yeah, sure. So, I don't know. There's a lot to think about this movie. <laughs> it did... It was not boring. All right. It did hold my attention, yeah. but it felt very chaotic. Like, there's all kinds of ideas and thoughts and plots and stuff that get brought in and then gone again. Like, her, her name being Day is a good example. <laughs> and I, I like... I wish they had stuck with the idea that Roy is actually just crazy, and that it's all in his head. They didn't commit to it at all. all so right, all right. the fight scenes were good. It felt like something. A lot of the gender stuff felt like it was made out of like the nineteen sixties. <laughs> um, I I admit that this is. Ah, uh, I I, just, I don't really know how to feel about it. I'll put it somewhere in the middle and give it a five out of ten martinis.
0: All right, all right. I I mean. I- the fact that it's a Tom Cruise movie is going to bump it up for me anyways. Mm-hmm. And I like, yeah, I like, I saw some theaters. I like, you said good action. And I enjoyed this. I, I like, cause the movie is really sold on their chemistry and I think they have good chemistry. Okay. And I like, you know, well, there aren't many really twists, but I liked basically, I like his persona of, you know, being three steps ahead of everyone else and everything. And so I'm gonna give this a seven out of 10.
1: okay. fair enough. So uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get on our way?
0: No I don't think you. Uh, I don't think so, but I just want to thank our listeners for joining us. You can find us on social media at the spyFi guys on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And until next time I've been Christian and I've been Zach. and we are the spyFi guys signing off. Thank you for listening to the SpyFi Guys. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to give us a 5-star rating on iTunes. The theme song from this podcast is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Films, books, and television shows reviewed by our podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended.
1: This is a personal podcast. Any views, statements or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the participants. They do not represent those of people, institutions or organizations that the participants may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company or individual.
0: You can find our podcast on social media at the SpyFi Spy guys